honestly there's such amazing experience to live in this country that it's it's all worth it at the end honestly and everything that you go through here it's a, an amazing experience even even if you decide to go back home you would have a lot to say to your family and friends and it is definitely worth it today on dirty linen we're talking about international students and work rights something that is integral to the hospitality industry i think we realized during the pandemic and all the lockdowns how important international students are to all sectors of the economy but definitely hospitality so during covid the restrictions on international students working hours were removed uh, pre-pandemic students were allowed to work 40 hours a fortnight uh, those restrictions were removed during COVID, but it's just been announced by the federal government that from July 1, restrictions on working hours will be reimposed. Now the pre-pandemic limit was 40 hours a fortnight. The new limit will be 48 hours a fortnight. So I suppose you know, the, the initial question for me is, what does this mean? Is this good? Is this bad? Can you live working 24 hours a week in Australia today? Uh, our guest today is an international student and hospitality worker herself. Gabby Matos works as an assistant venue manager at the Jubilee Tavern in Airlie Beach in Queensland. Welcome, Gabby. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Um, first of all, tell us a bit about yourself and your work at the Jubilee. So um, I'm 23 years old. I moved to Australia when I was 19, so way before, a little bit before all the COVID um, started. So I got that um, 20 hours at the time was 20 hours a week working. So um, thank, not thank God for COVID, but because of COVID, we could work um, longer hours. And um, yeah, this could uh, allow me to get where I am now. I could... Um, you know, improve my skills a lot uh, better and quicker at, at work. So that's how I got the duty management position. And then after a few months, the assistant manager, because I was allowed to be there more often and learn more and, you know, in practical. Um, even though hospitality management course teaches me a lot of things um, on practical, it's a lot more um, productive, I would say. And... When you were only able to work 20 hours a week, how how did you make ends meet? Like, was that a challenge? It was a challenge. So the first six months here, my parents could help me um, with my bills. Of course, I, I was only able to pay for my food because at the time I was working cash and I couldn't, I couldn't get a lot of money from cash because I was still learning English and et cetera. But... Um, after my parents said, like, look, we can't help you anymore because it is getting very expensive for us, I had to find more jobs that could, um, that could give me more money. So I had to, like, have three jobs. One of them would be ABN, the other two in cash. Um, and it is very difficult for us because we all know that it's illegal were cash in, cash in hand, not paying tax and stuff. But at the same time, um, they don't realize how expensive it is for, for, for us to pay from our money back home because of the currency. Um, so it was very scary to um, get caught or something like that. I'm not even, I don't even know if I'm allowed to be 
to say the, the things. But we need to be realistic, you know, for all the students that are coming now and have to face this 24-hour work. They have to be aware of, like, bringing um, a good amount of savings to them until they can get, like, a proper job with um, a good pay rate. So then they can be, like, they can at least pay for their rent, which is essential. Um, yeah, so it was um, pretty hard and scary. It was a, a time that I was struggling a lot and questioning myself, am I doing this right? What am I doing with my life? Should I be doing this or should I just go back home and, you know, live my life back home? But um, at the end, it's all worth it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's enough to move to a new country already, but to have these um, really quite profound existential questions thrown at you, you've come somewhere, You, I'm sure you want to do the right thing, but you also need to support yourself, you need to live. And, you know, life's expensive and it's certainly not getting any cheaper. Um, so when, um, you know, I haven't seen any reasoning from the government about, the work restrictions at all, but there is language around balancing work and studies that you're making the most of the opportunities to edu be educated in Australia. Um, I mean, I do find it a bit paternalistic and patronising, you know, people that come here as international, international students, they're adults, surely it's up to them to balance their work and their life. And those rules don't apply to Australians who are studying, do, engaging in tertiary education. I mean, do you have a sense um, why these restrictions uh, exist? Yeah, so point of view, a student point of view of overseas student, it's, um, I think, because um, when we apply for the student visa overseas, we need to um, prove to the government, to the Australian government, that we have enough income to support ourselves working only 20, 20 hours a week. So we would obviously have to get money from overseas to, um, to support ourselves. But at the same time, on the immigration and government point of view, um, they see as like they, we need to focus on studies 100% and also if they let us work full time, I reckon a lot of people would just come over on a student visa just to work and not focus on their studies. And then that's when they think like, oh, but if they are working full time, they could just, you know, focus on work and then this would be less work for Australians. So they, they kind of see us as stealing opportunities from Australians. I mean, we know that that's simply not true. There's staffing shortages in all kinds of industries. Uh, you know, I think of healthcare, I think of aged care, definitely hospitality, retail, transport. Yeah, I think it's more, like more in Queensland, the experiences that I had with people disrespecting me saying like, oh, just go back to your country, you know, like you, you should, like, how long have you been here? You should go back by now because of this and that. Like kind of saying that we are taking opportunity from Australians and probably that's not a government point of view. Maybe they just really want us to focus on the studies and take the, like, the most of this opportunity to go back to our countries and have a good knowledge and say like oh, all this knowledge that I have I got from Australia and blah 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 but I don't know at the same time I still have the feeling that they think we are 
taking their opportunity because if if government just says, for example, um, okay, students are uh, international students are allowed to work full time, and you can you know don't have to prove any anything to the government that you're going um, that you're completing your requirements with school and stuff like that, a lot of people would just come over to to work and not care about studies. We know that uh, education is. A, a hugely important export for Australia. So I understand this point of view that the government uh, tries to tailor policies to ensure that people make the most of their education and they become great ambassadors for the Australian educational system. But I think uh, to me it feels like they're trying to have it always at once because they also know that international students are an important engine for the Australian economy in terms of working hours. Um, and Gabby, so your pub, Jubilee Tavern in Airlie Beach, is part of um, Venuco, And I know that just chatting to Venuco management, they've got around 750 student visa holders. 250 of those are working at the moment more than 24 hours per week. So about a third of the student student visa holders are working more than what they'll be allowed to work come July. And of course, that's only, they only know about the jobs that people have for Ausvenuco. So they might be having a second or a third job elsewhere as well and boosting those hours further. So from a business point of view, it's going to make a massive difference to the way that they staff. And although staffing has eased somewhat from, let's say, a year or nine months ago as more people are coming back to Australia, uh, there's, it's still really hard to find skilled available at staff, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So even here um, in LA Beach is a lot worse because we have a lot of backpackers coming and going. So they would just like, come for to work three months for the work, working holiday visa and leave. So this makes it a lot harder as well as um, – when there is all these restrictions, for example, we wouldn't have the flexibility to have a casual staff um, to like do the hours that we need them to do because they have to commit to other jobs to make that income um, enough to support them here. Um, I have an example at Jubilee Tavern. Um, we have a Brazilian casual. She is studying the same as me. She got in Australia in the same time as me. But she didn't get the management role because she just decided it was better to stay casual and then she will face um, this um, this issue of working 20, 24 hours a week. And yeah, it would be hard for us, for her, sorry, because... Um, rents here are really expensive. The food are get, getting expensive. Like the lifestyle is getting really expensive and you can't just support yourself working only 24 hours a week in the within the hospitality industry, even though it pays really well. Um, and it's still not enough, you know? So, yeah, I think it, it isn't fair with us because we're still paying the same amount of tax as an Australian citizen, but we're not allowed to work the same amount of hours that they are. Yeah, well, Gabby, I mean, you say hospitality is well paid, but I was looking at the award and, I mean, if you're earning $30 an hour, that's doing pretty well. So I did a few back-of-the-envelope calculations. So let's say you're earning $30 an hour, you're working 24 hours a week, that's $720. Let's say your rent's about $250. International students have to pay health insurance, that's around $50 a month. And your course 
might like a cheap course might be a hundred dollars a week a more standard course would be around five hundred dollars a week so there's a lot of expenses there's nothing left for food for bills for transport for you know having fun which shouldn't be off the table for um, international students just like anybody else so I think it's really tight and I think for the government to to pretend that they think that everybody who's coming here has got family back home who can support them is simply unrealistic. It's not the case. And it's not what the international student education industry is actually built on. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I honestly don't know. I think they are... I think they are going to realise that when a lot of business start losing their, their good employees, and this won't be good for the Australian economy because, of course, a lot of people from overseas m- moves the economy in Australia a lot. Um, and making these like making these rules, it will make a lot harder for us to live in Australia or to support ourselves. It it doesn't matter like if you if we're staying only for like a short period period of time just to study and go back to our country or just um, if we decide to stay here and have a life here, it does make a lot harder. Even because if we decide to start applying for um, different visas after the student visa, visas cost a lot. So like my experience, for example, I had to find a solution to keep working full time at, um, at work. And my solution was a training visa, which is um very expensive just for six months i would have to pay like three hundred dollars just for the visa fee and then apply um after six months apply again for a skilled visa which is like a couple thousand dollars um couple yeah a couple thousand and working 24 hours a week is just not enough to save enough money to pay for this future visas if we do decide to stay in the country gabby you know it's obvious that people will be driven to cash jobs to support themselves when this rule comes in on July 1. What do you think are some of the perils for people who are working cash jobs? Um, I think they need to be very careful. It is 100% understandable that they need to make this money to support themselves. And I would even encourage them to do it if it's necessary but I would also encourage them to always meet the requirements for uh, from school. So, like, if you want to do something like to in, to increase your income, that's totally fine as long as you are following all your requirements within your visa. Because at the end of the day, if immigration catches you doing something that's not legal, but at the same time you have an explanation behind it and you are meeting all the requirements all the other requirements that a visa asks for. So, for example, going to classes, getting your assessments done um, and getting a sex factory from your teachers and stuff. Um, I think this would this would be fine um, because it's totally understandable. So if you get your statements and, and show the government, look, I'm, I've been getting $700 a week, for example, in a really good pay rate at the moment, but... There is a lot of people that just pay like $20, $21 an hour. Working 20, 24, 24 hours a week is definitely not enough for, for leaving, you know, for the essentials. And what are some of the 
the pitfalls, the dangers for somebody who is working for cash in terms of, you know, how they might be treated by their employer or um, their their entitlements, that sort of thing? Um, okay, I have an experience actually. My first job in Australia, I was um, getting paid $18 an hour and I was working 7, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. It was a really hard job. It was a cleaning job and my boss knew that I needed that job to apply from a second visa. So she would explore me as much as she could. She would just respect me and she would say, I would be sick at work, like couldn't walk or, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter how I was feeling. She would be like, you need to stay there from start to the end. And it doesn't matter how you're feeling. You just got to pretend that you're fine and just keep doing your job because we need someone there to clean, to clean the venue at all the time. Blah blah blah. She wouldn't show any empathy for me. For me, and it just feels it just feels like you're powerless. You just need to be quiet and do whatever she says. Otherwise, you're gonna lose your only opportunity to get that income that's necessary for you to live. Um, which I don't recommend, honestly. If you're going through, if you think you need to do a cash job to improve your to get enough income to to survive here find someone find a company or like find a job that the boss won't treat you badly find a job that people will respect you and appreciate your job because otherwise it's not worth it at all your mental health just goes it is just terrible it's a terrible feeling being dependent on someone that's treating you really bad so what i recommend to all the students it's don't accept any kind of disrespectful at work. Don't 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 accept any kind of abusive behavior from your boss just because they have the power. Doesn't mean they it doesn't mean they have the right to treat you badly. So um, that's something that I learned with that job. I was giving like my whole life and energy to that job just to make enough money to pay for my next visa, and she would just treat me so bad so I learned something that I, I have to have respect for myself in the first place to don't let anyone just respect me even though we have all these um, all these issues with the working hours Wow Gabby I mean that is a lesson that's so hard one and you know it's really distressing to hear that story I mean I think about you know you and so many other people that come here to boost our economy with their student fees and their labour and, you know, perhaps their English is, you know, still getting up to speed. They're very vulnerable, might not know all the rules. To be taken advantage of in that way is just really, really distressing. And I feel that, you know, this rule change is only going to put more people in your position and I, I hope they have, you know, wise voices in their ears Um you know, such as yours, telling them to stand up for themselves. But we know that it's really hard to do. I think this this government is different to the last one. I think there is a little bit more um, realism and empathy around the the risks uh, around illegal work. So there is information 
um, from Home Affairs when they're outlining this rule that just to reinforce the fact that overseas workers, including international students, have the same rights under Australian workplace law as all other employees. They also suggest they also say they're going to exercise their discretion uh, to not cancel the visas of students who work more than 40 hours each fortnight, or I think that's meant to be 48, to support the organisation. So that they're sort of they're, they're trying to have it both ways. They're saying these are the rules, but we're going to be lenient. I just think it's a very it's very confusing and I think we, our economy is still recovering after, you know, all the lockdowns and, the, you know, the depth of the pandemic. It's still a really tricky, finely balanced and somewhat perilous time for businesses and for employees. So, I don't know. I just think um, it's, uh, it's just – it's adding – anxiety to both sides to the employers and the employees and I um, really question I really question this decision um Gabby I think one thing <laughs> one thing that I also find problematic about this is that you're here you're studying hospitality you've got a great job you're committed to the industry tell us what you love about hospitality um, I think what I love the most about hospitality is seeing these people behind the bar or like going to talking about my 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 kind of work in hospitality, which is bartending, waitressing, except gambling, etc. It's just see like these people having fun going to the pub to go and have a good time and I'm able to provide them a good time. Like even our locals, they see me as pretty much family. So it, it is, it, it, it's, I don't think it's seen as a job apart from the stressful parts of it. But um, yeah, I think just looking at them with a smile in their faces, you go to the pub to watch a fight or to watch a footy game or just to go, you know, and relax is, um, to, to play pokies and stuff. I think that's, um, I see myself doing this stuff and having someone to provide them a good customer service, have that, like, have my team to provide them a good customer service and being responsible about it so like providing responsible service of alcohol and gambling and knowing how to deal with customer complaints and behavior and etc it's just very rewardful i would say seeing all that, I, that i've been through and being able to train people to do their best at work and provide this good experience to the customers i think is very i'm very grateful for that i love that and i just think you know, that's adding so much to the life of a community to be able to do that in a way where you don't have this underlying stress about where you're going to make up an extra 10 hours of cash work to do that. Um, yeah, it just, it just makes sense that you'd be supported in your career choices uh, and your study and employment choices as well. Gabby, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I can really you know, hear the passion in your voice for the industry, but also, you know, the how troubling it is to have things upended like this. If you had some words for uh, other international students, what would they be? Um, I would say do the best that you can. Just keep going and don't put yourself down for any kind of issues or if you're struggling just keep in mind that after a couple of years that you've been doing this it's going to be rewardful you're going to get your reward it's going to be grateful and honestly there's such amazing experience to live in this country that 
it's it's all worth it at the end honestly and everything that you go through here it's a, an amazing experience even even if you decide to go back home you would have a lot to say to your family and friends and it is definitely worth it love it thank you so much for sharing with us today um all the best with everything no worries thank you so much for inviting me that's really really great to get your perspective This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. Peace.